I'm doing 24 of those because it's... Welcome to episode 24! <laughs> <laughs> so, so now that everybody just drove off the freeway while listening to this while driving. <laughs> Holy crud! Hi, this is Mark, and I'm not wearing any underwear. <laughs> <laughs> is that in commemoration for episode 24? Oh, boy. Jim just has a vivid memory. No, I think it's called imagination, because if it was memory, it means you've done this before. <laughs> no, Jim's done it before. Manual after 50 anyway. Hey, for those of, the, if the, <laughs> those of you joining the show, if you haven't left already... Um, Welcome to the show. Been, already in progress. listening to us not know who we are yet, or new listeners... Uh, Jim is a sheriff's deputy. He actually uh, tried being a city cop for a little while and went back to being a sheriff's deputy. He's been, what, over 25 years, Jim? Something like that? I don't know. I can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, he's pissed off more supervisors than I could keep track of. That's good. Um, Just change a, cities. That solves that problem. That's because he's getting wearing long sleeve shirts. <laughs> and uh, me, Mark, I've been a city cop for about 21 years. Same department. Still currently a city cop. Ed, a former police officer, uh, <laughs> medically retired. Oh, he's and not the one who no was pissed off the, the most? No matter people. what the rumors say, it was a medical retirement. <laughs> um, Ed put it, how many years did you have in, Ed? Uh, about 12, 13 total. And you were also sheriff's deputy at one time. And, yeah, uh, and then Brent. Brent, uh, <laughs> no. Brent's a reserve uh, sheriff's deputy, and he also does a lot of work with uh, all the lighting equipment, everything that you see on emergency vehicles. So we're all in law, law enforcement, um, some former, some still current, and that's who we are. Wow. That's a great crew. Yeah, because some people uh, listening may say, who the hell are these people? I'm pretty sure they'll say that right after the show, too. Probably. I'm just glad you didn't say anything about Brent being a male dancer in San Francisco at a club. Hey. I was going to leave that out. That makes I, great uh, money, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he your just, problem you know, the, is. The fact he just that can't he didn't deny it. Just really scared me. The fact that I can do it and you can't says something too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brent just Must be that over fifty. Uh, <laughs> Brent just can't advertise on Craigslist anymore. Yeah, and that is a bummer, man. I'm telling you. And Jim can't find any dates. I don't know yeah, I'm done it. now. I, I'll, I'll send you an article later today, Jim. It talks about all the uh, all the alternative sites you can go to since that site is no longer available now. He's Good looking to, out. I appreciate it. He's going to have to get the patch kits out for the uh, dolls <laughs> in the closet. Well, the interesting part about that is I know many a time when we used to do sting operations, we placed articles in Craigslist. So, you know, that's... Oh, yeah. So that's really uh, did. They'll, they'll use an undercover officer and put a, you know, kind of a seductive photo. And uh, man, the phones ring off the hook. So yeah, there's good stuff. What would that hey, be like know, a photo of the graveyard sergeant uh, <laughs> smoking a cigar or someone? What kind of seductive photo, Mark? Um, Pretty sure that's why you got young, kicked out of that young last department. Female officers in street clothes. That's what the did ad we, would did say. Did we ever have any good? Yeah, I can good see where everyone would want to call that. Oh, yeah, come down, get arrested, please. Send uh, fifty bucks. Yeah. Oh man. Moving on. Hey, did so, you guys see the article in uh, Santa Cruz? Private security guards to supplement police patrols in downtown Santa Cruz. Oh, that sounds like a. That sounds like tears in the end. Yeah, it does. Downtown visitors will see more uniform officers patrolling Pacific Avenue this month, but the new faces will not be police. A pilot program that puts private security guards downtown during the morning and early afternoon launches Saturday. The aim is to provide an increased police presence in the business district that had been plagued by vagrants, vandalism, and gang violence, according to police and city leaders. They're, uh, they're trained in municipal ordinances and equipped with police radios at and we'll share the daily patrols. They're not going to be armed. So that, that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, breaker 1-9. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 502 running down the street, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> we got a corn dog stolen from the boardwalk. Oh, dude, I, yeah, how do they a, call a, that? I mean, how do they call that a police presence? I, the, the police department <clears throat> is fund, is paying for this. Instead oh, of hiring yeah. new officers, the police department's paying $5,000 to fund this. 
and it began, uh, I guess, Saturday. So we'll we'll have to see what. Uh, that's fantastic. Camp we are equipment. looking for more creative, less expensive ways to provide additional public safety resources downtown. Man, oh. they could have got the Guardian Angels there for free. Or the Iron Warriors. They could probably break away from painting their <laughs> uh, You know, and do a couple passes every now and then down the boardwalk. Yeah. Uh, hey, that, that would keep the peace. You get the Iron I mean, Warriors. What's, what's more scary than a freaking Harley blowing oil and smoke all over the roadway? I mean, that's, that's it. Keep me inside. <laughs> well, Jim, at Ed, least I don't think for, you should be laughing. Like you're running, Jim. Of all people, Ed cracking up in the background. <laughs> We're sorry, Ed. You've been taken off our roster. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Ed sent me this one: Gilbert killing after beer robbery at Circle K justified. Please say Gilbert this police is... investigators have recommended no charges be filed against a man accused of fatally shooting another man who allegedly assaulted him and robbed some beer outside a convenience store last week. Rob some beer. They always say rob. My house got robbed. No, it didn't. It got burglarized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The guy, uh, he got arrested but released. He shot somebody that attacked him and tr- stole his beer. Well, that, that was one of, the, one of the three guys who got killed this week in Gilbert. There was two others I sent you for that the keg of beer. The gangbangers came in and they blasted. I thought those, were all, those weren't all the same. Incident. No, 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 no. One oh. was the 7-Eleven where he blasted the guy who hit him on the head with a, cran- a wrench. And then a few days later, some, some couple of gangbangers busted into a party and the guy shot them both to death and it was all warranted. I'll tell you, in Arizona, don't screw with somebody's beer. Or anything, for that matter. Holy smokes. So hey, here's the, Obviously, this person did not listen to our show. I could if Leo Sr. fell for a mail fraud scam not once, not twice, but 18 times before realizing it wasn't really the winner of millions of dollars. Isn't that Kyle Bush's number? <laughs> By then, the man who asked that his name not be published, I wonder why said he was getting similar letters, sometimes in batches, every day. He was up to an even 100 by Thursday. Hmm. This guy odd. responded 18 times to these things, sending money out before he realized he was being duped. Amazing. Do they give any uh, background on this lovely person? The Vallejo man, a 77-year-old recent widower, widower who has lived in Vallejo nearly 40 years, said he is an occasional gambler and was fooled by the fact uh. that they had his name and address right. Mine's an unusual name, and they had my name and address. I figured that if just one of them paid off, it'd be worth it. We played the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes all the time when my wife was alive, and they weren't asking big money, just little transfer fees. <laughs> so 18 times he got duped. Oh, and then this is low life. Did you see the article in uh, where was this at? Rancho Cucamonga, down by L.A. Panhandler busted in Rancho Cucamonga soliciting donations for dead baby. They uh, got a big cardboard sign. They put a picture of a little baby on it with a fake uh, birth date and death date, saying funeral donations. Now that nineteen-year-old woman. She was saying she was That's collecting terrible. money for the burial of her dead child. She had gathered hundreds of dollars in donations before someone thought something was fishy. I'm not religious, but there's going to be a special place in hell for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, to do something like that. It's amazing. Yeah. Montana teen accidentally Texas sheriff to buy pot. Whoop. Texas. Did you say Texas sheriff? Text. Oh, text. text. How do you say text when there's more than one? Well, you don't call it Texas. What's text with an S? Texts. (laughs) 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 Uh, Said that one really carefully, there, Brent. Sounded like Texas. General rule rule of thumb. When you know from the pre-show, I still hate you. Don't text the sheriff. (laughs) Authorities said a Helena teen sent out a text message last week in search of pot. But instead of contacting the drug dealer, he hit a wrong number and inadvertently sent the message to Lewis and Clark County Sheriff Leo Dutton. That's awesome. The text read, hey, dog, do you have a 20 I could buy right now? (laughs) (laughs) Sheriff responded, yo, G, I sure do. That was a joke. <laughs> I realized it was a real request. 
He responded to the text, and a detective pretending to be the dealer organized a meeting with a boy last Wednesday. That is The detective spotted two teenage boys and a man at the arranged meeting spot and called the number three times to make sure he had the right person. (laughs) When the detective showed the teens his badge, their faces turned white, and their knees began to wobble. One of the boys even fainted. The man in the group turned out to be the father of one of the teens, and no citations were issued after the parents of both boys got involved. Why, uh... Why would the father be there? Maybe the drugs were for the father. I'm sure it was for medicinal purposes. Of course. Of course. That's why I buy my pot. Russellville, Alabama. It's getting so easy to just have any kind of drugs you want in California. There's no penalty to it anymore. Yeah, come on you don't go to state prison for carrying uh, massive quantities. You won't get I think everybody gets diverted. That used to be a felony. Now you get off on that proposition, uh, what is it? 24 or whatever it was, yeah. 48 right. or something probation do you just pull these numbers out of your butt or what <laughs> yeah 37 there's mine 37 24 69 hi yeah it's one of those propositions yeah yeah exactly oh. cell phone left in alabama burglary leads to arrest police investigating a home burglary in russellville found a surprising clue a cell phone that got left behind boy you hate it when that happens huh and id that's another one The phone was left near where a computer was taken in the weekend burglary. Investigators began calling some of the phone numbers and determined the phone belonged to a 19-year-old who was on probation for guess what? Uh, Burglary. Robbery. Uh, So amazing. Breaks in, and uh, the key here is stupid criminals. Don't leave your phone behind or ID when you commit a crime. That's right. like the hit and runs where you find a whole front bumper with a license plate still at the scene. The guy tried that, to say he wasn't there. We can change our tip of the week to that. Yes. Don't, Connecticut don't. driver falls from car on I-95. Dodge Oop. goes on. How do you fall out of a car on the freeway? That's my question. Got to wear your seatbelt. I mean, how do you fall out of a car? He fell out of a car driving down the freeway, and it went another quarter mile or two-tenths of a mile before it crashed into a pole. Right. Is there more to that story, please? <clears throat> um, it doesn't say anything except he was treated for minor injuries. Uh, Mark, he Mark fell onto the highway and we wasn't young. struck by any vehicles. <laughs> I like how he tried to get out of that. He just pushed he went that right story. Over. Just what? pushed that story right over the top of you. No, Jim pushed me out of cars when I was. I didn't fall out of a car. Jim pushed me out of a car. <laughs> Same difference, dude. Same difference. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jim ordered me out of a car once when we were training. That was fun. <laughs> it ain't on videotape. It never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't work Cali- graveyard shift with Jim. Do you guys hear about this one? The California doctor gets stuck in the chimney and dies. Oops. A doctor involved in an on-again, off-again relationship apparently tried to force her way into her boyfriend's home by sliding down the chimney. Was her decomposing... She? Yeah, it's a doctor, a she... Her decomposing body was found three days later. She tried to get in the house with a shovel, then climbed a ladder to the roof, removed the chimney cap, and slid inside. And she got stuck. And the farther down she went, her lungs couldn't expand, and she uh, she died. I guess she died from flu-like symptoms, huh? <laughs> it's always best when you make up your own stupid jokes. I'll oh, tell you. Sorry, that symptoms. Oh my god, <clears throat> that wasn't really funny, but it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> all that laughter, all that laughter was not about it being funny. No, 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 no. I just thought, you know, I was thinking oh, like, you know. Ed just burst out with laughter. <laughs> what was the last? Oh, you said she got she got caught on her lungs. I was remember the last time I said no, it no, must. I think it has to do with doctors because remember the last doctor one? They was texting pictures of his dog and went off a cliff, and Ed started laughing. <laughs> it still cracks him up to this day. Apparently, I think it's doctors that makes him laugh. Oh, geez. Well, you know, who knows. Well, they're supposed to be smart. These people are working on you. Well, I... I got to tell you, have you seen a flu lately? I mean, they're like six inches around. Flu? Well, the like, ones in the new houses are just a six-inch pipe. Oh, the pipe. flu. Yeah. They yeah. The, like the, the, the flu you get in your lungs. No. Yeah, I, got, I got the flu a couple of weeks ago, and it was only eight <laughs> inches. <laughs> Is that what you um, call it, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Is that metric? I got the flu. It's eight inches. Okay, you call it whatever oh, you want, brother. You got an eight-inch flu. Wow, you're breaking <laughs> out. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's all I got. Uh, we that's got just a, a diameter, though. 
Oh, you white guys dream on. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, you know? No, we had a busy uh, holiday weekend out on the river, right? When you think that people are starting to get smart about drinking and partying on the river, then you immediately get reminded that there's just as many that haven't learned their lesson. But I think it was late Sunday night. We got a report of a vehicle off the river over by... Uh, I don't know if Mark knows where it's at or not. Union Point. It's that little place uh, between the two bridges. Uh, on yeah, I know where four, it is. But a yep. car, car drove right through the guardrail and uh, and into the river. And the uh, the passenger managed to make it out of the car. And the driver, uh, I guess, couldn't get out of the uh, out of the vehicle and drowned. And when they recovered the uh, vehicle, they ran the plate and found out that the car was stolen <clears throat> out of Stockton. So. Sometimes uh, karma happens to come back in weird ways. So, it almost sounded like a Kennedy story for a second. Did you? I mean, that's yeah, I was making a point that the guy driving the stolen car drove off into the river and drowned, and and uh, was that that's karma? But well, yes, hey, you know, at least this way, the person got their car back, and we don't have to worry about court costs in the future. So. That's kind of what I was looking at, yeah. The water. And I bet the guy was on probation for stolen vehicles. He obviously wasn't a strong swimmer. What else? What else happened? <laughs> How many uh, any boating under the influence? Oh yeah, there was uh, a lot of BUIs and then uh, <laughs> large, uh, a lot of large fights. Out That's what it's called. <laughs> I know. I did, I never heard it before. It's called a buoy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't make this stuff I up. I, hey. I participated in those events. <laughs> They've got one for uh, Harleys, too. It's called Mooey, Motorcycle Under the Influence. Oh. oh, wow. That was almost as bad as Mark's joke. Yeah, I was going to say something about a gold wing being a gooey, but I, I, I won't do that. So we have gooey, buoy, mooey. And oh God! Symptoms. Next, Let, let's move on. <laughs> Got to get off of this one. Hey, Jim. So what gooey? else? No. I just want to know what else happened this weekend. Hey, did you get the gift that we sent you, Jim? The net cops gift? No. It was a little uh, nest, little nest of yellow jackets guaranteed <laughs> to produce. Just hang it up and. Seriously, I did. I take it you didn't get it. I think it's I think it's too soon is what Jim's trying to say. It's too soon to be picking so up <laughs> for life. I think. <laughs> for those that missed it, Jim got a uh, terrorist attacked by a pack of yellow jackets or wasp or something like that, and uh, they they bit him on the arm and his arm swelled up, and I think that's where he got his eight inches when his arm all swelled yeah. up like that. In diameter. That was good, Mark. That was, yeah. Seriously. Unless they put you somewhere else. That's the best you got, really? <laughs> Whatever. All right, so, they bit you somewhere else and it swelled up, and that's how you got it. Okay, so we exactly. talked about Arizona, which is obviously a place that you don't carry guns. And we talked about Jim. Did, was there anything else that happened, Jim, this weekend? Any Just, other? Uh, no shortage of drunken rowdiness. When you say no shortage, I mean, like, any statistics there? Uh, out of the three holidays during the summer, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, and Labor Day, this was by far probably the busiest that we've seen all year. It, it was supposedly the busiest everywhere. Cause well, yeah. it's the nicest weather. It's been cold all summer long, and this was the nicest weather we had And uh, last holiday for everyone to get their uh, party on. 160 or 180 DUIs this weekend on the freeways, which is yeah. pretty high. Just in our area alone? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they yeah, said it was up all over. Nationwide, it was up all over. DUIs are going up. And even the land units, you know, listening to the radio while we were out on the river, just off the hook. Parties and fights and crashes. That was just my house. <laughs> but I thought you lived in a... Oh, you know, just... <laughs> I'm going to tell you, me and the Iron Warriors are going to be driving over there. <laughs> yeah, except uh, Brent's going to be on his little PW50, or what is it? Hey, that's cooler than that's cooler. Trail. That's way cooler than uh, Jim's whatever he's got. Yeah, the Brent's a little bitter tonight. I think his Craigslist ad that no longer reads 
young male dancer available for your next party is no longer visible. Dude, I'm telling you, there was good money in that, and now it's gone. I like the slogan, half pole will travel. <laughs> Did you say half pole? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's actually calling me Polish, which is like a personal, and that's really not you suck. Are you Polish? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, my, yeah, like sounded... my name is, I mean, technically. but oh. Why did you say yeah like that? You sound like you were ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. I have no well, these, problem. These make jokes about Irish and Polish jokes, but they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody's so sensitive to that stuff. I could care less. Yeah, I don't what talk about racial stuff at all. Yeah. Hey, I was sending you guys that article about the guy who shot two gangbangers uh, inside of his house and got away with it. Down here in Chandler, Arizona, my, my bad. Yeah, but now they say he's afraid for his uh, own safety because all the other gangbangers are going to come shoot him up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got two down anyway. He did pretty good the first try out. One of them pulled a gun on him. That's what he says, yeah. Speaking of guns, California um, shot down that uh, request to ban open carry. Uh, The courts turned it down so people could still open carry. In fact, we had an incident um, over the weekend. Some guy walked into a Home Depot with four magazines on one side and a holstered gun on the other side, and he had a T-shirt saying, uh, exercising my right to bear arms in public. And I guess the uh, Home Depot... Manager said that's against our policy to have guns in the store. You need to go somewhere else. And the guy, they said he was very polite. Said I'll just take my business elsewhere, and he walked out. Huh. So, Interesting. Yeah. Home Depot yeah. down by uh, by the old hood. Yeah, yeah, in the, the city. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, pretty interesting that people are are still trying to. I guess you know when when the courts said, hey, we ain't going to touch out with a ten foot pole, let it be. People are saying, okay. Cool, I can still do it. Hey, as long as we can refuse service to people, that's cool too. I'm glad that at least the courts are recognizing that you know they need to stop the politicians at some point because they're going way overboard with this nonsense. Well, I think it was always okay, but the trouble is, you know, the the carry the right to carry people kind of pushed it right into the mainstream, into the media, into the you know going into Starbucks. You know, with 30 people with guns, and all of a sudden the news stations are there, and so the they kind of got too much attention. If they just yeah. let it be the way it was, everything would have been cool. But it's uh, it's back to normal now. That's good. Congratulations, California. Yay. <laughs> I still say everybody up there, everybody up there who's lawful should move to Arizona anyway. Do they have a Hooters in Arizona? I got a couple of them. All the girls got tans because there's sun down here, and they're uh, you know. And colleges. Oh yeah, ASUs. They got all the ASU gals working there, which is uh, a good thing. You got that heart attack grill down there too, with some sexy. Oh yeah, girls. You know what? I gotta thank you there. Whenever you decide to come down, that's an awesome place to go. I, I don't know what's better, the the waitresses or the cheeseburgers. Didn't but, they say uh, that quadruple bypass had like seven thousand calories or something? Yeah, it's, it's you know incredible. It's, uh, yeah, the food's excellent, and the waitresses are beyond that. You know, they they'll wheel you around in wheelchairs, and you know they come up and check you, and they're all dressed like naughty nurses, right? Yeah, exactly. So it makes it a lot of fun. Sponge bath. <laughs> Jim's looking online. <laughs> Is that really what it's called? Heart yeah. attack grill. Heart yeah. attack grill. Look it up. That's a great name. In fact, if you go to YouTube, um, there's some uh, video of the nurses waiting on their patrons. Are man, we should open one of those up here. Oh, yeah, I agree. Asperger. Okay, so let's see. So, you know, we do have a couple more articles to go through if you want. Oh, we need to. Um, so did you guys hear about this? The homeless man that calls from a hot tub of a suburban Portland home that asked for towels, hot chocolate, and a hug? <laughs> and a hug. I swear, I swear. So uh, let me just read this. So a homeless man who called 911 from the hot tub of a suburban Portland home, by the way, not his home, uh, and asked for towels, hot chocolate, and a hug, got arrested for trespassing. So basically this guy calls in, and <laughs> he uh, apparently asked for medical help, but also asked, he said that his medical help consisted of hot chocolate and a hug because a hug always made him feel better. And then basically he just got arrested afterwards. But the best part is, is he said he just needed a hug and a warm cup of hot chocolate with marshmallows. So, I mean, that that's that takes some balls right there. 
I mean, break into somebody's house, sit in their hot tub, and then call the cops and ask for hot chocolate. Good deal. Yeah, but, yeah see, the guy's no dummy. He's probably he's probably thinking, i got to be somewhere warm for winter. Yeah. So he's going to get knocked up for burglary and be in jail for at least 90 days, so he'll make it through January. And he'll probably get his hot chocolate. Yeah, his hot chocolate yeah. and three squares in the cot and, you know, medicine and all that and his bill call and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, Ed. It was a, I think it was like a December night. <clears throat> I was parked in the in the downtown area um, across the street from a liquor store, and some guy comes up. It's raining, and I'm parked underneath an overhang writing a report. It says, take me to jail. I said, what do you mean? Just take me to jail. It's cold out here. It's wet. I'm cold. I got nowhere to go. I said, get out of here. You didn't do anything wrong. So I watch him walk across the street into the liquor store, and I'm back to reporting or uh, writing my reports. Look up, and he comes running out with a couple of bottles and an armful of potato chips and stuff, and he runs up to the patrol car. The clerk's in hot pursuit. The guy runs up to my car says, now take me to jail. I committed a crime. I committed theft. Take me to jail. I said, what do you want to go to jail for? He goes, I don't have anywhere to go. I'll get my dental. I'll get my health stuff. I'll see friends I haven't seen. It'll be a nice, warm place to sleep. So I made him give the stuff back to the clerk and told him to get the hell out of there. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's amazing when people want to go back to jail. If that was me, I'd have taken the beer and the soda pasta and drove them to Concord. Yeah. <laughs> Try that here. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. That's pretty bad when people want to go to jail. It's true. I know many people that when we were working in the jails, the beginning of our shifts, we you know put in time there. And they're like, yeah, I come back every Friday. Yeah, you know, when they got to get their medical and dental and whatnot, and they get to see their buddies, you know, get a couple of meals in them, and then they're back out again. It's got to see friends that I haven't seen. That's great, dude. It's a vicious cycle. Speaking of vicious, what do you think? Chinese food or Sizzler tonight? What do you think? Sizzler. Does it matter your barbecue give up the ghost again? They even have Sizzler? I don't want to even talk about barbecues. (laughs) Chinese food or Sizzler? They still have Sizzler. Hey, they got that nine ninety nine special now, where you get Malibu chicken, a steak, or something, uh, prawns, and all you can eat salad bar. Nine ninety nine. Where's there? I'd go with Chinese food. I'm not even gonna ask where there's a Sizzler. They're all over the place, dude. No Sizzlers out here, man. Google it. Oh yeah, you're, you're in that upper scale. Uh... Yeah, we don't allow Sizzler out here. That's like less. Hi, this is Brent. Would you like to eat at the country club tonight? <laughs> Got a problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling like lobster. Yes. Go, go with the Chinese food, Jim. Get the uh, hot and spicy uh, Mandarin beef or whatever it is. A yeah, hot it is sounding, that is sounding pretty good. And they are right across the street. There you go. Ed, what are you eating tonight? We'll make the show really uh, uh, interesting. Salad? What? What did I eat? That's uh, what he was eating during the last show. Oh, it must have been really good. What did I eat? <laughs> Peanut I butter jelly. Salad. I'm going to have a salad after the show so you guys quit picking fun of me crunching my croutons. <laughs> hey, are you still sitting in your new car in the garage? Yeah, I'm sitting in a new car. got like a 30 cord on my headset. Is it is it running? Because we can make that into a tip. <laughs> yeah, close your garage door, Ed. Let's listen. Yeah. <laughs> this is what somebody sounds like when they're asphyxiating. At four minutes, Brett Ed. Star- Ed starts to lose consciousness. Ed, are you falling asleep on us? Yeah. Ed, you okay, buddy? I guess when the horn sounds continuously, we'll know his head hit the steering wheel. Come we hear his wife come out. Oh Eddie, are you okay? <laughs> oh, you slobbered on my steering wheel. Get out of my car. Yeah, Spilled just... your beer in my new car. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So I'm going to post a link uh, last week. Uh, Obviously, Mark made a point about blood types. That's something that I'll post a link this week in the show notes about uh, where you can find that information because there was obviously a little bit of confusion on that topic. Yeah, yeah. and who made that confusing? What was that weird term that Mark used? And another, I was right. Did you see the link I sent you? There are uh, recipients and donors that are universal. So Universal. It's universal. Yes. Universal blood. Yes. So there, I was right. Global world. Okay, what's the next topic? Uh, El Salvador. Let's not bore people. Let's get to a good tipper story. El Salvador. El Salvador police. (laughs) What What are we talking about El Salvador for? Because it's an international show, yep. Uh, How many listeners do we have in El Salvador, Brent? 
50,000. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can prove me wrong, we'll go from there on the next show. I mean... <laughs> there's there's 70 that I know of because they all answered the poll question. <laughs> I think you got an extra zero in there somewhere. Okay, so let's uh, talk hey, about so let's talk about the poll question. Tell people to go on there and vote tonight. Why don't we just answer the poll question and make up another one? They found okay. the uh, nine million dollars in a barrel. Nine million bucks in a plastic barrel. You know, between all them cops, they took that money and ran, Jack. And what would you know? What I would do at nine million bucks if I found it in a barrel? Not I'd tell think, the I'd press. I'd take at least a half a mil anyway. Mm. If I worked in El Salvador. Was this on the shield? I'd give. Baca has eating disorder. There's a top video on Comcast. What kind of eating disorder does she have, Jim? Who? Leave it. Leave it to Mark to roll right into another friggin' topic without. <laughs> Lady Gaga has Here, Mark, eating disorder. I'm a, I'm, that here, is let hard. Let me text you, Mark. WTF? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's American money in that drum too. Hey. Yeah, no, it's all it's all good drug money, man. Man, I better go down to the border here and see if they're leaving some of that stuff along the border. Hey, look, a barrel. Hey, look, nine million bucks. Hey, look, I'm not talking <laughs> to anybody else. We haven't heard from Ed in about three months now. Yeah. Dude, this is like ping pong. It's switching back from El Salvador to Lady Gaga. All right, Mark, your turn. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't read the article. I could look it up again. Well, thanks said, there, Lady Gaga. There's a video. Thanks Lady for being Gaga. Prepared. I was. Inter- I was kind of curious as to what her eating disorder might be. I just want to. Yeah. What? Seriously. So can we do the? Can we do the poll question? <laughs> Hang on a sec. I'm still looking for Lady Gaga here. I'll be right back. What's Where are you about? going, Ed? I got to. I got to uh, relieve myself. That's fantastic. Well, oh, your new car doesn't have the uh, <laughs> facility for that. No, he had to go get water. Now he has to get rid of water. Oh, that's great. I'm glad that the show has crept down to that level. Did you say crept down <laughs> to that level? <laughs> okay, now it just crept below that level. All right. So let's get back to some law enforcement stuff. So let's do this poll question. So last week we asked the question. There's an unfamiliar car parked in front of a neighbor's house, and two men walk up to the front door and then out of sight. Neighbors are on vacation. What do you do? So the first answer that was on here was call the police and tell them the situation, give a good description of the man and the car or the men in the car, and include a license plate number if you have it. Uh, The second one would be Jim's answer, which is nothing. It's probably just relatives, and I don't really care. And then uh, the third one was go to a neighbor's house and ask the men who they are, what they're doing there, and if they have permission to be there. Or you could answer with the other answer. So I guess we should just go around the room. I mean, I know the answer. Let's do nothing. Yeah, well, that's what. unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do. And that's why cops end up having to write burglary reports for the next, you know, or the beginning of their shift for two hours processing and taking the prints and going through ransacked houses and trying to get a property list of stolen property um, because people did nothing. They saw something unusual. They said, eh, I ain't going to get involved. doesn't involve me. And uh, that was the whole reason we wrote the book is a lot of times people do nothing. Okay, so but I'm proactive and I watch, you know, kung fu movies. So I'm going to go over and talk to the guy. Why, why would I not want to do that? Well, because then when we when you call on your cell phone, you say that you've been shot or stabbed. Then we got to wait for the ambulance to get there and uh, get a description of the suspects from from you. Well, I mean, that's, what, that's what, going to the other extreme. You don't want to. What takes less time: processing a burglary scene or uh, picking me up? <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't want to put anybody in danger. We oh, want people okay. to get involved and report stuff, but we don't want them to take the law into their own hands. I mean, if it was just relatives taking care of the house, they'd say, hey, we're relatives, you know, hey, look, we got a key to the house, here's my ID, we know so-and-so, and, you know, that'd be fine, but what if it is burglars? What if it's parolees, they got warrants, they got guns, they don't want people to see them, and, you know, just uh, definitely not worth it. So are there any other options other than the ones we listed, really? Not really, huh? Not really. The The best option is just to call the police. If it looks unusual, you don't recognize the people, you know, try to give the car description. Because more than likely, by the time 
the police, get dispatch and start out there. Other guys might be driving away. So get a good description of them. Uh, the vehicle, if you can get a license plate number, great. And their direction to travel, which way they left when they turned out of the street. And hopefully uh, the cop in the area will, will see the car and stop them. Or better yet, if they're still inside the house when the police get there. So you, I, I guess the question that I have is, you know, is that a priority call in your city? Um, yes, it is. Suspicious and subjects. No. I mean, yeah, yes and no. I guess if if there's suspicious subjects, go up to a house and all of a sudden the alarm's ringing or the sound of breaking glass. Yes. Suspicious subjects. Um, yes, it is more of a priority than other calls, but. You know, but if there's a people. if there's a shooting across town, obviously that's oh, yeah. not. It's, it's on the back burner. Then you know, fight in progress, a robbery at a store, you know, all that's taken precedence. Well, why don't we take just take a couple? Let's take a couple minutes to explain what priority calls are to people, because you know, I think a lot of people that I've talked to don't want to call in because either a they've had a bad experience, which is you call in and then 16 hours later you get a phone call from a cop. Or the flip side of that is, is you call in and then somehow they've been ridiculed or something for calling in a quote dumb call by some cop that's a jerk. So, well, I, we all have in every jurisdiction the person that's always wanted to be a cop, watches nothing but cop shows, and they call in ten times a day. There's an unfamiliar car in my my neighborhood. I think there's drug dealing going on, and I mean these people call in all day long and most of the time you go out there it's nothing and so every jurisdiction has those so you know and the dispatchers know them by name and everything else so if there's any sarcasm or something it could be with something like that right but i mean is that really that's not our our place is not to be sarcastic to those people our place is to instill to them that they should call in for any of these things even if now knowing that in the background that this guy that this person might be a chronic you know, call is a whole different thing. But well, the one, yeah, the ones I'm talking about is the people that have the scanner home. They listen in, they know the call right. signs, and they'll call in and they'll tell the dispatcher, you know, oh, you need to uh, dispatch, you know, unit number, whatever, whatever, and this and that. And then they call back saying, I hear the scanner and you guys don't sound very busy. How come the cops not out here? Those right, but the- that's a okay. So that's a that's one side of it. But the other side is is like Joe Blow Citizen. <clears throat> Who doesn't even really want... I mean, it's easy to call the fire department. Your house is on fire. You call the fire department. They show up. They put the stuff out. You call the cops. It feels like you're calling somebody that's going to come over and arrest you for calling. Well, no, they, they have to find... They have to ask questions. They have to ask a description. I mean, you know, the fire department, your house is on fire. Fine, we'll send somebody out. You know, if you call in and say, hey, there's a guy down the street with a gun... The dispatcher has to ask questions. They don't want to put the cop in danger when he goes in there. They're going to say, you know, describe him. You know, what what race is he? What's he wearing? How tall is he? Um, what direction is he headed? Did you see the gun? You know, what what house? What color house is he in front of? So they're going to ask all these all these questions, and they categorize calls by um, one category, basically um, priority one, two, or three. One is going to be we got to dispatch somebody immediately or as soon as we can. That's going to be, you know, burglary in progress, alarms or generally or uh, priority one, fights in progress, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Priority two, you know, sometimes there's some alarms or suspicious subjects, um, something that's not immediate, but it's still a higher priority than you know, the three and the three is the cold calls where, you know, the, the suspect's not on scene anymore. Um, could be a theft, um, could neighbors, be a car, neighbor's car dog burglary, barking. car burglary, um, no suspects on scene, uh, unknown suspects. Um, but I mean, uh, if you're going to, um, but you could, especially these days, you could have a cold call or a priority three call that literally you might not get a call till the next day. Very rarely have I seen, at least with my agency, I'm sure there's some agencies maybe like that, but if we're having a busy day, we got a couple, you know, a bank robbery, a shooting, um, you know, there's 15 or 20 calls stacked up. We're short on officers. Priority calls are coming in faster than they could dispatch it. You know, you may call in for a cold, what they call a cold vandalism at 10 in the morning, and you may not get 
an officer out there or a phone call until six at night. But usually in instances like that, our dispatcher will call the people back and explain the situation. We're shorthanded. They got to work in major incidents. It may be a little while. Would you rather call back tomorrow or uh, would you still want to call back from the officer? So at least with our agency, I'm sure everyone's different with our agency. They're usually good about keeping in contact with the people and letting them know of the weight. So, I mean, I guess we we just need to... If something doesn't look right, then you should call. Right. And I think that's evidenced by the majority of the calls that, uh, I mean, we used to get this a lot, Brent, down by by where you live. You know, someone would call and say, hey, my my neighbors are on vacation. There's someone at the house that doesn't look right, and uh, I'd like you to check it out. We'd get there. There would, in fact, be a a car in the driveway. We'd knock on the door and some kid answers. And he says, "Oh yeah, my uh, my uncle's gone, and I'm house sitting for him, and and uh, and uh, you know I'm taking care of the pool or whatever. And this is the number. And the first thing we say is get your uncle on the phone. And he gets the uncle on the phone. The uncle apologizes, says, "Hey, I forgot to let you guys know. Yeah, uh, you know I didn't let my neighbors know, but yeah, that's my nephew staying at the house. You know, nine times out of ten, it ends up being something entirely harmless. But it's a lot better to be safe than sorry, and to have to go through the loss of." of losing uh, personal and valuable stuff that you'll never see again that, that may have a lot of meaning to you. Right. Or you know, that, That's why those uh, those vacation house checks, you know, if someone were to take, you know, a minute and a half to call the police department and say, listen, I'm going to be out of town. I'd like to provide you with the information of, of where you can contact me and, and uh, who has access to my house. You know, I mean, it takes a minute and a half to fill the card out. It goes in the computer, and then, uh, you know, if anything does happen, then, we have that to refer to you know i don't know how many times i've gone to a burglary call guy comes home from work his house is ransacked you know front door kick uh missing guns jewelry all kinds of stuff and when i do neighborhood checks you know a couple of houses down someone will say you know i did see a, a car parked down the street and a, a guy that was unfamiliar got out and he was walking uh, he walked up to the front door of the house i thought maybe it was a solicitor or a friend and i really didn't pay too much attention to it but uh, now that you know, say something, it, it did look a little strange. I mean, many times we've gotten, you know, people like that where if they had paid attention, if they watched that guy go up and they know their neighbors, you know, at work and called the police and give us a description in the car, they may have got, you know, a burglar in progress or driving out of the court instead of, you know, saying, well, I guess I should have called later on. Hmm. Right. It's just hard. It's hard to break that reluctance to call. I mean. I, well, look at it this I way. If it was your house, that confidence in people. If your neighbor saw somebody coming up to your house when they know you're not home and they know it's an unfamiliar car, something just doesn't look right, wouldn't you want them to call? Oh, no. I, I'm not saying we don't want people to call or, or they should. It's the fact that will they call is my question. So, I mean, I have neighbors in my – I've got good neighbors and I've got neighbors I've never met before. I don't think the neighbors I've never met before in my community here are going to call anything for me because they don't care. Well, you pissed them off when you were running around naked on their front lawn. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they just don't know enough about the person next to them. I mean, look at all the look at all the calls that are out there where a mass murder happens in the house next to you and the people are interviewed next door and they go, no, they were the nicest people I've ever met. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. You've met them once. You never talk to them. You don't know your neighbor, you know, and it's like, uh, how do you not hear that? The guy has slaughtered 15 people in the house and you didn't hear anything? Okay. Well, he had a chainsaw on Saturdays, though. Yeah, he's cutting trees out front, and then I didn't, oh, I just thought it was nothing. I thought it was fireworks. So, yeah, people are stupid when it comes but, to these things. So. You know, people, everybody out there, you could remain anonymous. A lot of people are afraid to give their name, and the majority of people don't want to call because they're afraid if they complain about a noise or something mm-hmm. that, you know, that somehow someone's going to find out they're the ones that called. You could tell the dispatcher that you want to remain anonymous. And the dispatcher, right in the call, when they dispatch the police officer, right on the screen, it'll say the RP, which is the reporting party, it'll say anonymous. So it won't have your name, won't have your number unless you want to call back. But if you see something suspicious, you can call in and be anonymous about it. Just give a really good description so the officers can get out there. Yeah, and I got to hey, say, I right, will go ahead. Go ahead. Had they changed that, uh, the uh, policy? It used to be at one point when we were shorthanded, they went, uh, if you didn't want contact on a 415 noise, that they wouldn't go out and even check the call. Is that still the same way? You have to have a, a contact with an RP? No, no, they'll still dispatch an officer out there. But you know what? Let, let's say someone, 
calls in and says, there's loud music coming from, you know, my neighbor's house or whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, the officers, it's going to be a priority three call when they can get out there. If they drive by and they don't hear any music from their car, they'll stop out front. If they don't hear music, they're going to clear the call. They're not going to go up to the guy's door and see if he was playing loud music or anything. They're going to clear it out. But, um, no, the, they don't need a, a reporting party. They'll, they'll well, still send somebody out. But that's a that's a good example. So I complain about you who live across from me, and I give my name and information and I tell the officer, sure, I'll be contacted. That's not a problem. And the officer goes to the neighbor's house, walks over to the front door, which I'm watching through the window. And he goes, yeah, that dude right over there called you in and said that you're playing loud music. Or the cop tells you to turn your music down and then walks across the street to the yeah. RP's house and says, hey, I told him to turn <laughs> yeah. the music down. You know, cranks <laughs> it up again. Poor RP's hide behind it or going, oh, no, no. Oh, I mean, yeah. and that's, well, that's the, that's that's the word. That's happened to me before where I would go up to a house and it didn't say negative contact. And she'll go, oh, my God, I can't believe that you just walked up to my house. So it, <laughs> it happens sometimes. But just tell the dispatcher you want to remain anonymous. Yeah, I mean, uh, but it does, I mean, it does set the priorities different, right? So you, they, you're not going to get that same follow-up that you might have wanted. Now, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad. I, it's, a, it's an interesting point to... To bring up just because, you know, I don't know if people are aware of the fact that, you know, we don't try to wrap people off when we go to these calls. If, if they want to remain anonymous, they're going to remain anonymous, but we're going to handle the call differently. Or it comes out where the officer can call me, but I don't want him to come into my house. Negative contact at the house, you know, right. and they'll put that in the call, too. Well, and that might be a good way to do it is just have them call. Right. They need more information or whatever, you know, and or yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, That's, you could even say, hey, look, before the officer goes out there, I want to complain. My neighbor, he plays loud music every single night. He blares it out of his garage. You know, he must have a scanner because whenever uh, the police are called, the music shut off. Can you please have the officer send him a message? You know, when you dispatch him, have him give me a call and I'll explain it to him, you know, right. instead of putting it out over the air. And I've done that before. When there's a request for a call, um, the person explains the situation to me and that way I can go about it a little bit differently without, you know, them getting burned or anything. Yeah, well, I'm just glad we finally have, you know, cell phones and law enforcement sure help a ton. Being from the era before that all was really a big thing, having to go back to the station to make those calls. Now it's a different world. Yep. So just don't text us, people. So what's the, uh, what's the next question on the website going to be? What Jim's going to do without Craigslist advertising? It might be it because it's going to get a lot more hits. So what I'm thinking is that we'll put it. Well, no, they don't have that section anymore. I can't post an article in there. So that was the escort section, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, no, it was uh, adult encounters or whatever. Erotic, oh. I think it was called. No, I, I think casual encounters are still in there. Let me check real quick. Oh, it might be. <laughs> Ed's got that as, uh, on his desktop. No, it might be. They were talking about it on the news. So Ed's it's got just... that one on speed dial. So uh, what do we want our tip of the week to be? Why did you get the story I sent you today? Oh well, you can use that one. I didn't read it, but. I'm sure. Oh, it says yeah, I, I know how important my stories are, but that's all right. Well, we'll some of us, some of us work 14 hours a day, then get home and do this show. So just it sucks to be you. It does. The casual encounters are still up and running. It, it was the escort section under services. Oh, that that's not too bad because what'll happen is now everybody will just go to casual encounters and they won't be casual anymore. Yeah, so it's pretty freaky stuff too. I I, I never had any idea. They still idea got men like, seeking women and winking. Man seeking transvestites and transvestites seeking men and all the dogs seeking cats and all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah, don't forget the miscellaneous romance section. You got to get a man and a for a man and uh, <laughs> man and a woman for a man and a woman and uh, holy moly, they got all kinds of stuff in here. Man and for squirrels and gerbils and. Uh, your suggested websites for him since his favorite one's been shut down. So, what, can we talk about something important versus everybody's uh, sexual preferences? <laughs> so, partner, you have, I have no idea what's on here. And being, <laughs> this is absolutely disgusting. So, the tip of the week. Excited. The tip of the week. Would be, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they use now. San Francisco is gerbil heaven, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> So the tip of the week is that all parents should go to Craigslist to see what their kids are looking at. So there you go. That's the tip of the week. Hey, is the gerbil the official mascot of the Iron? 
it's actually the official mascot of uh, Brent's. Oh, you know, I was totally innocent of this, and then you just dragged me into that conversation. You know, like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of communities have problems with ground squirrels. (laughs) Brent's community's got gerbils everywhere. So you're saying I wore them all out so that they're not a problem anymore? What are you saying? Oh, Lord. So... I don't, I don't, you know, I was going to try to put this show out and get onto a big podcast network, but not anymore. Cause Mark, hey, are you Swift. okay? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I think, I think Ed's reached five minutes in the car. I think the, uh, the carbon monoxide from the closed garage is starting to get to him. <laughs> oh, Jesus, this is bad. I'll tell you, that's why I look at Craigslist when I get on this casual encounter. I just can't stop laughing. Some of this shit is just so darn funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post. I'll post a link. Oh lordy, let me send this one to you. I just oh I god, wait. I know you're gonna stay on the wrong page here. Okay, so so we're what kind of tips somebody could use besides gerbils. Uh, we regret to inform you that Sheriff Joe has to respectfully decline the opportunity to talk about the unusual topic. Uh, we listened to a couple of your shows, and well, let's just say we didn't make it all the way through. Yeah, Ed, right. if, you, if you request the sheriff's interview with us, don't don't mention this show. Yeah, at all. all right. Well, you guys are being gerbilized. I'm going to say something real quick about uh, some of the encounters we had. No pun intended. <laughs> out on the river this weekend, um, the the DUIs on the road and and the uh, on the river. Um, a lot of the people are right at the 08 mark or 07 or 09, and and their excuse or defense is always, uh, hey, I haven't had that much, and, you know, I'm right at the limit. I'm, I don't feel intoxicated. But in all actuality, whether you want to accept it or not, um, the, the person that blows a, a .18 or a .20 or a .25 that is falling down dead drunk, that's hanging out of the car uh, looking for the next road marker down the, the stripe, weaving all over the place, is not the, the dangerous person out on the road because they're so they're so shit-faced. The Excuse person me? on the road. Ship. He said the, ship the, being on the water. Ship face. I said ship faced. I said ship faced. Ship now the person the person that you, you definitely have to be most fearful of is that guy or girl that's at the point oh six, oh seven, oh eight mark. Because in all actuality their in their mind, you know, they feel like they're okay and they may be. They may pass the FSTs okay, they may be alright. But the alcohol in their system is trying to tell their brain, hey, don't do this. You shouldn't be driving. You shouldn't be doing that. But you have this, you know, you're not at that high, high .25 mark, and you do stupid stuff. And that's where you, you pass unsafely, you, you throw caution to the wind, and you end up getting in a head-on crash and either killing yourself or some innocent family or somebody else or having to go through an ordeal that you'll never, ever forget the rest of your life. Liquid and, courage. And the best, the, well, yeah, liquid courage, exactly. But... The, the smartest thing to do, if 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 you want to make sure that you're safe, and your family and your friends, if you're going to be operating a boat or a car or a motorcycle, and you're going to go out and party, don't drink. You know, drink water, whatever. If you don't have a designated driver, do not consume alcohol because even if you're a low .02 or an .03 and you're involved in a collision, civilly, although criminally you might not be uh, guilty of anything, civilly. You could lose everything in your life just for the mere fact of, of having alcohol present in your system. So You know, that's a if, good point, too, because you don't have to be over .08 to get arrested for DUI. If the officer deems that you have alcohol in your system, let's say you're a .06 and you're weaving um, or doing something, they could arrest you for, for DUI based on, on just your driving. Um, alcohol affects different people different ways. You got some, you know... 98 pound woman that doesn't isn't used to drinking and has a couple of drinks i mean a 0.06 she could be you know it could impair her driving very bad and that's part of the dui section impaired driving and you could you could be arrested for dui at a 0.06 if your driving's impaired by the alcohol so that was a good point (laughs) all right i'm done that's Ed, scary. What, what was that, Ed? You running out the garage door or something? Chasing his, chasing his gerbil around the room. <laughs> Come here, yeah, Willie. Just... Willie, get over here. Say my first email. Uh, we're not. We're not looking at I'm your not email even open until email after the show. <laughs> probably give us. Probably give you something uh, just from opening. Dirty. You guys got. 
<laughs> You've been infected yeah, I, with a terrible virus. They're, they're not called viruses for nothing, man. God, I'm glad my email's not open. Yeah, you'd be reading it, trying to figure out. Never mind. I've had more viruses sent to me on Facebook than I have on porn sites. Yeah, well, you shouldn't be following all the porn stars on Facebook. <laughs> so anyway, let's I- let's let's wrap this thing up. So the tip no story well, one oh. one thing i want to say is juveniles i i'm not going to go into it now because it's going to take a while we've touched on this on other shows but i dealt with some incidents this weekend where kids 13 years old are allowed to go to parties big juvenile parties and then walk home at one in the morning and i had to deal with the aftermath of this mm. parents it's unbelievable it's in the story um in the next few days brent will put it up on the website it just touches on what i had to deal with but and you need to check up on your kids. You need to know what they're doing because, as Judge Judy says, when a teen, you could tell when a teenager's lying by when they open their mouth. I mean, kids will be kids. Not terrible criminal stuff, but they're, they're going to lie about where they're supposed to be. They may tell a friend they're supposed to be here and they're somewhere else. So read, read the story and um, some of the stuff that we got to deal with. And yeah, and the if, they, that's if you get in their the face and they look away and down when they answer you, it's a classic sign of deception in our line of work. Mm. I better stop doing that. Okay. Billy, where did you get the brand new green car? Uh, well, uh, don't look away and down. Look at me. Didn't you get Johnny? a new green car, uh, Ed? Johnny? Oh, yeah, I did. I did as Johnny? Is that a gerbil in your pocket? <laughs> yes. Jeep Patriot. And if it is, your kid needs some help. So the story is now posted. That's what you get. Oh, oh didn't you? Don't you think you got to proofread it first? No. I hope you did. Oh. Anyway, I mean, uh, no, the, bottom line, point, Mark. the bottom Mark, line Mark. is juveniles, 13 years old, 15 years old, going to juvenile parties. And I'm telling you, you, you can't open up a paper or watch the news without seeing some big juvenile party that, that doesn't end up with fights and uh, property damage and gunshots. It just happens all the time. You know, people say, oh, we're just going to get together. A couple of friends, mom and dad are out of the, you know, they're, they're on vacation. I'm going to have a couple of friends over. Well, all of a sudden, word gets out on Facebook and everywhere else. And pretty soon, that three or four person get together turns into a hundred person party. And then you got uninvited guests coming up and fights break out. And it just happens all the time. The gunshots ring out. Neighbor neighborhoods getting sprayed with bullets. And it, um, it, they had several of those over the weekend, over the Labor yeah. Day weekend, yep. where I live. And the dispatchers could actually hear the shots being fired on the street from when the neighbors were calling. I mean, it's just off the hook. Parents but, are clueless. But you don't. You don't have to be a teenager. I mean, mom and dad came up to visit the other day, and and we're watching this this four or five year old kid running on the dock at the marina on. Un- un- unattended no parent around and i'm thinking one trip or fall you hit your head on the dock on the way in and and you drown in five feet of water and it's like you know where are the parents it's just incredible and and then then you're heartbroken and torn up and and uh and and torn apart for the rest of your life because in a split second your life changed and and your your baby boy you know drowned and You've got an empty room in the house for the rest of your life, and it's it's just ridiculous. The mentality of the parents is the same as the people that leave laptops on their car seat or stuff. It isn't going to happen to me. They they think it's not going to happen to them, but it will sooner or later. And if you let your kids, you know, if you don't check up on your kids and know where your kids are, you're going to have a cop at your door at 2 or 3 in the morning saying, I'm so sorry to tell you. You know, your your child was a victim of a drive-by shooting or, you know, your your child was in a car with a bunch of other kids and uh, they were racing and got in a tragic accident. You're going to have a cop come to your door if you don't check up on your kids and know where your kids are because they will pull stuff behind your back. They want to be with their friends and uh, you got to check up. You got to follow up on them. And that's what that. Yeah, and if, if you're lucky, it's going to be because your kid's in trouble. And if you're unlucky, it's going to be because your kid is dead. Mm. Right. So what, you had something, Ed? Yeah, I just wondered, did the kids even have uh, a life jacket on? No. That's that's what pissed me off so bad. I mean, just ridiculous, blatant negligence. Where were the parents at? Nowhere to be found. Up in the parking lot, getting their boat ready to launch, you know, 200 feet away. I'll be linking. We'll put a link to that story, too, there. That goes back to that uh, article we talked about last week where uh, six teens drowned 
the parents were letting them play in water. The kids didn't know how to swim, and they were on a rocky ledge playing in shallow water. One of them slipped off the ledge into deep water. The others went to help them, and six of them drowned. You know, and the parents and guardians are up on the beach. Don't let your kids go in water if they don't know how to swim. Put life well, dude, jackets that, on them. That, that was like that heartbreaker uh, in your town, Mark, a couple months ago, where the twelve-year-old uh, girl. That the kids were playing at a birthday party and, and ventured away from the park where the barbecue was taking place down to the water's edge. And she slipped on a rock, and uh, within seconds, I mean, she was just gone. You know, it's yeah. dark water, you can't see. And I'll never forget, you know, five hours into the search, you know, my partner Tom and I looked over at the beach, and this, this woman was sitting by herself just staring at the water like in a trance. I mean, you could see the pain in her eyes, and it was the mother just, uh, I mean, I... I it hurt so yeah. bad just to look at her. but And the Guardians, I mean, they don't mean for that to happen. They say, well, the kids are in sight, but you know what? They're on a slippery – they're playing in the edge of the bay there, slippery rocks. It may be shallow right there, but, you know, the water is 15 feet deep, just a foot or two out. And they slip, and no life jackets. Kid didn't know how to swim, I guess, and uh, disappeared. Just boom. And uh, it just – it could happen. So – Take precautions, protect your kids, and that's why I wrote that article I sent in. It should be on the tip of the week. You could, uh, yeah, it's up you know, there. write us and no, comment on it. It's up there now. And good. Was that think... on how to successful, successful, successful? What? That Benadryl is still. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. My name Jim. Hey, on a brighter note. Well, actually, not on a brighter note, because if you're listening to this show now, your cell phone's going to ring, you're driving down the road to go to work, and you're going to reach down and answer the phone or text. But just remember, that split second where you're taking the eyes off the road is uh, is where you're going to end up getting in a head-on crash. But although I saw this 150 times uh, the week before last, I put on uh, amateur uh, jet ski races all around the Bay Area, and this last weekend... We had a big shootout between uh, Northern California and Southern California racers, and uh, 105 Is there racers. Is there a Norteño shootout? <laughs> 105 racers showed up, and uh, they were fighting for a uh, five and a half foot trophy that will stay in whatever region for a year uh, with with associated bragging rights. And uh, I'm very happy to report that the uh, the NorCal guys rose to the occasion. And uh, it was exciting racing. It was just off the hook, but NorCal prevailed, and uh, that's where the trophy's going to be for a year. And I just yeah, want to give out like a shout big, of uh, uh, yacht congratulations. Cup race. Exactly. Sort of like that big yacht cup race where they get to the keep American the trophy. Cup. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Cool. So, do you want to actually tell us what this organization is or anything before we no. go? No. 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 Well, just, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say that it's Diablo Jet Ski Action of Northern California. Okay. Good. <laughs> available available to be seen or people can I'm not join gonna say I'm not going to say that it's at uh, DiabloJSA.com or anything like that. Okay, good. And people can join this organization and race? Anyone with a jet ski in the Bay Area, uh, experienced or not experienced, can race. There is no membership fees, and uh, you just have to be 18 to race with current medical insurance. You guys should put on safety classes. Well, we do that as a part. That's kind of why the organization started. Uh, it was in response to a number of fatalities and injury crashes taking place on the Delta. Hmm. And it started out as a very small core group, uh, not only to uh, provide a safe uh, venue for racing, but um, we discuss a lot of the safety laws uh, currently in effect because w whether it's boats or jet skis, there's no licensing required. There's very little information. Uh, that you get from the dealerships when you get watercraft. I mean, you can literally go out on the river with a brand new ski that does 80 miles an hour and not know anything about it. Right. But we started out with a small group uh, discussing the laws, discussing recent incidents or accidents, what could have uh, avoided them, and it's grown into uh, a, uh, a very cool race group with pro-level riders, uh, and the rider base now is is uh, at 150. It's just uh, it's pretty cool. That's good. Uh, Ed, Ed might as well uh, <clears throat> advertise his residential Friday night AK-47 shooting club, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's Full awesome. Silencer are, are welcome. Yeah. Please, please bring your own silencer. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, they have the, I've, I've shot more full auto guns with the, they call them cans, down here in Arizona than I have my whole entire life. It's a kick in the pants here. I just uh, can't get enough of it. 
But uh, along those lines, I don't have my AK-47 club yet. Anybody else have anything that they want to promo for this week, and then we're uh, we're going to call it? No, I think we're good. No uh, Antique Motorcycle Racing Association? Uh, people want to race vintage motorcycles, vintage motocross. ARMA, A-H-R-M-A, ARMA.org. Road racing, vintage motocross, post-vintage motocross, uh, trials. It's a great, uh, if you got an old motorcycle sitting in your backyard, a shed that's uh, pre-75 or uh, post-vintage up to 1984, you could take them out and race them and have fun. It's a blast. All over the place? Yeah, they get it all over the United States. And uh, Maybe you should send me a link to that. We'll put that on the site, too. Arma.org. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun racing vintage motocross. And if you're a cross-dresser with a Harley-Davidson, you can join... No. <laughs> I'm not going there. No, no, that would be, oh, that wouldn't Brent, be good. No, Brent's got his durable it. club. <laughs> In my gated community. Sorry. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we have a gate here. It keeps all that stuff in. So, yeah, let's... Uh, Before I close out, I'll have to throw in the Iron Warriors there. IronWarriorsMCNation.com Hey, I, I looked into that, man. There is a ton of chapters. There is, yeah, quite a few. Well, it's, it's only well, about six, seven hundred members, but it's uh, yeah. But I mean, they're like all over the U.S. Yeah, they are. That would, that would explain the hate mail I've been getting lately. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> we're having our next. We're having our next year's uh, meeting in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. So that should be fun. It's always kicking the pants. You get several hundred people there. We had it in Reno, the Western Regional this year was in Reno in, J- in June, and that was an awful lot of fun. So a lot of yeah, good people. even just even just your monthly get-togethers at the local chapters go out for pizza and beer or whatever, uh, huh? Yeah, well, pizza. We don't drink beer. Can't drink. Yeah, yeah, okay, Ed. Can't, <laughs> can't drink yeah. and ride. That's illegal. Right, right. Gerbil yep. races. It's the only thing in Arizona that is illegal anymore. Right, right. So, so uh, really, the tip of the week, the story of the week are all on the site. We'll we'll link to a couple of those stories, like Where Have All the Parents Gone, that Jim wrote, that is uh, quite an interesting and moving uh, piece, to say the least. Uh, and that was actually published in a few newspapers back in the day. And then, uh, other than that, I guess we'll see everybody next week. Sounds good. Send in your questions. Get a free book. We'll Send put them up, in anonymously. Yeah, we'll put. Well, that's a big thing, and that's totally anonymous. Especially, and we'll put up a new poll question for everybody to uh, to answer. So yeah, get in there and just uh, you can click on your answer, and uh, it'll show you the results how everybody else voted. So, yeah, that, uh, that immediately we'll a little more. This last one was like pretty clear cut and dry. We'll get something a little more technical to uh, test people's knowledge. Yeah, like if you're a bank teller and a man comes up to you with a gun and says, "Give me all the money," what do you do? Depends on if he's wearing a clown suit, Jim. Yep. <laughs> I thought it was a clown nose. Uh, where's my uh, clown noises? Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, it's time to fade out. Somebody needs to. Somebody needs to take away somebody's smartphone. Is what they need. If you have a gerbil, send in its name. Mark's going to be having the best gerbil name contest. <laughs> and we're going to present Ed with a new gerbil since he just lost his somewhere in his garage. <laughs> We just want hey. to make it safely out of his car. That's all. Be careful. Right, right. Be safe out there. All right. We'll see you next week. See you. Take it easy.